Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Payne. Today, uh, in 2004, we had the debut of Maria Pinellas, and in 2008, Angel Garza. It's a slow day, dude. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's a very slow day. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take the slow, you know? I was going to say, I thought there were some big matches that happened today, and that's what we came up with. Well, I don't generally don't do matches. You know that. Don't step on my feet, man. All right. And live from the start of the episode, for the first time in a little bit. Two weeks. <laughs> the encyclopedia. And we wish he'd get back in his car drive somewhere. But... <laughs> Blackbeard. And gentlemen, kind of ironic, the month of Survivor Series, uh, a lot of the WWE roster did not strive to survive, did they? Oh, nice segue. <laughs> I, I thought you would go with yes. I... No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I could do that uh, here. You're fired! Can you say you've been released? <laughs> You've been released from your contract. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Here's your Let's garbage jump bag. Right Get into out. It. <laughs> what did you guys think of all the releases? Encyclopedia, do you want to go through the list of who was actually released? Oh, boy. Uh, and we actually were go- live recording this on our Thursday evening and probably within an hour of the last name being announced because for the last... <laughs> hour and a half we've been texting each other like uh, here's another name here's another name here's another name so here's our list officially released as of today Frankie Monet Ember Moon Scarlet Karrion Cross, Oni Lorcan B-Fab from Hit Row Jesse Kamea Zeta Ramier Trey Baxter Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Grand Matalik, Lindsay Dorado, Nia Jax, ja- oh, whoa, Nia, well, holy shit, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Keith Bearcat Lee, excuse me, let's give him the WWE branding, Mia Yim, for those of you that don't know who that is, I believe she was reckoning last year, Eva Marie, and Harry Smith. Rob shaking his head. Rob, go for it. What do you think? Well, I I have so many thoughts. I don't even know how to organize them. Um, I, I don't understand. Again, I'm going to go back to what we said the last time. Why? Why are they releasing these people? I mean, their 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 roster now is down to almost like it's bare bones. Like if somebody happens to get hurt or a couple people get hurt, they have no replacements. And I saw people online saying, like, AEW, you know, uh, our other story we're going to talk about is Moxley. And Moxley has to step out of the picture for a while, and they plug uh, Miro right in. So it's like they almost didn't lose a beat. They had, like, an, they replaced an A player with an A player. You got, like, Randy Orton and, like, Drew McIntyre get hurt. Who's replacing them? You don't have anybody, really, that can step into that role. That's my first thought. My second thought is people like Frankie Monet, people like um, 
we, we were talking about before we came online, um, Eva Marie, not that I was fans of them per se, but they were brought into much fanfare. They were given all this TV time and someone like Eva Marie didn't even wrestle for like a year. They just kept promoting her, promoting her. And then they put her on, they put them on TV and then they get rid of them right away. Like, I, I don't understand the thought process. Like some of the, like some of these people almost was like carrying cross and Keith Lee. I thought they had a major investment in these people. And now they're letting him go. And my other thought, and I'm sure I have more, but my other thought that jumps to my head right away is like, you look at these people and you're like, where are they going to go? Right? Because AEW can't sign them all. And then once you get down to AEW, there's a big drop off, right? Because now you have what, Impact or MLW? As far as names, because Ring of Honor is gone. I mean, Ring of Honor may benefit. I was the other thing I was thinking is, and I'll let one of you guys talk. <laughs> Ring of Honor and MLW, like they really could be taken. They could really get set up a roster with just who got released today. And I think places like Impact and MLW really need to like get some investors and be like, look, we can really jump into the and be be a, a, a big time number three if we could sign a Keith Lee. Uh, carrying cross you know people that can work that have name recognition somebody can jump in and make take an opportunity it's just whether they can do it or not whether they have the finances yeah i agree with you um some of the names were shocking to me cross uh lee were were the two big ones for me i didn't i didn't understand why those guys got released Nia Jax, I can see we had mentioned that one may have been a long time coming, but um, Eva Marie, not surprised. Once her, we had mentioned it before, once her uh, feud with Dewdrop finished, there was nothing left for her. Amber Moon, who cares, in my opinion. Um, just trying to think, like, some of the guys... It is what it is. You know, they're kind of casualties to the uh, to what's going on. But I, I don't get why WWE continues to release these guys. Rob, you made a you made a mention to it that the roster is already thin as it is. Where? What do you do with these guys now? Like, where where do they go? MLW, I think, will be the big um, beneficiary. To this, I think uh, a Kyrian Cross or a Keith Lee over there would really bring some brand recognition and um, be good challengers for um, Jacob Pachu down there and Hammerstone, who are their their big guys that they have. Um, Harry Smith, you signed him after his uh, his father's. Hall of Fame induction, and you never did anything with him. I did, he did what a couple dark matches, and that was it. So, why sign him if you were going to release him? It doesn't make sense. I don't know what WWE is doing. They also had a bunch of uh, front office releases as well, from what I heard. So, I, I just I don't understand what's going on. But Encyclopedia, what do you think? I have a lot of thoughts here about some of. Some of the names released. I mean, some of them, I'll be honest, I didn't recognize, and I'm sure a lot of us were in that same boat. 
Uh, Nia Jax, I think, was the one that surprised me the most. Not because I think she deserves it. Um, I could no longer say that there's nepotism in WWE after this release. But uh, they were so high on her for a long time. Uh, I, As you said, Freddie, I'm not a fan of Ember Moon. I always felt like her finisher, she was one... She was asking for a permanent back problem with that finisher she does, the the Eclipse. I... But and I I didn't see what the interest was in her. But a couple of years ago, she was challenging uh, quite frequently as a number one contender on the main roster for tit- for the title belts. Uh, Karrion Cross, we know the respect I had for him. Uh, I don't know why they had split him and Scarlet up to begin with, and then they just never really got it going with him. Um, Frankie Minoy is an interesting one. Married to John Morrison. And I felt like in the beginning, her work wasn't very crisp in NXT, but she was definitely improving by quite a bit, I thought. But after a while, I was like, all right, she, she's stepping up. She looks she looks crisp in there. Uh, they're going to go places with this with this lady. Um, yeah, there's so many of them that didn't get a real shot. I think the one that they're really going to regret, well, I don't know that they'll ever regret any of these, but I think the one biggest mistake was Keith Lee. If you go back just a couple years ago at Survivor Series, it came down to him and Roman Reigns, and the place went ballistic. Royal Rumble came out, nose-to-nose with Brock Lesnar. The place was going ballistic. And then they brought him up from NXT, and for whatever reason... Fumbled the ball. Yeah, I mean, you brought him up without a crowd, so I don't really felt like he got a real shot. And by the time crowds were returning, yeah, he had the COVID issue that shouldn't be a penalty for anybody. They bring him back. They rebrand him as Bearcat. They never really gave him a chance. So if you're AEW, who do you scoop up on this list? I personally, I think Keith Lee, maybe Karrion Cross. Those are the only two I could really see. Um, on the women's side, Maybe Frankie Monet. I, I could see them going after a Mia Yim because the lady can wrestle. So maybe Mia Yim would be a good fit there. Ember Moon, possibly, but I, I, honestly just assume that she goes somewhere else. I think I could see her more in Impact. Maybe. I know you guys mentioned MLW. I know you mentioned Ring of Honor. I don't think Ring. I think the problem is Ring of Honor, especially they don't have the funds to start bringing that those type of talent in and i don't think their ratings matched what they would need to justify it so i i don't see that happening there i think unfortunately a lot of these people we may never hear from again or we're just going to see them on indie shows here and there and i think that's part of the problem wwe i think has come to the conclusion that a in the attitude era for example and even in the 2000s they had a much smaller roster and part of this is their own fault and it really started getting bloated after they purchased wcw but they had they had a much smaller roster and were successful, you know. So they're probably figuring let's let's trim the roster down. We've proven before that we could do it with a much smaller roster than what we have. Do we need, really need all these people? So there's that. I think the other problem, and this goes into the NXT 2.0 rebrand, they have come to the conclusion that they could withhold their ratings without having great wrestling superstars out there, people that actually can wrestle and go in the ring. The casual fans that were watching the show when it was at its peak aren't necessarily 
that interested in watching a 20, 30 minute match. We're wrestling fans. We like that sort of thing. But I could see why if you're someone who's not a real wrestling fan and you're just watching for the entertainment value, you might, after the 10, 15 minute mark, you might be like, all right, enough. End this match already. Let's move on. It's, you know, part of it is an attention span thing as well. So I look at a lot of these names. A lot of these names could give you a good match. Not all of them, but a lot of them could. And for WWE, well, we could do this with less. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying, but I look at it like someone like Keith Lee or someone like John Morrison. Who am I keeping? Keith Lee. R-Truth or Keith Lee? Keith Lee. Karrion Cross or John Morrison? Karrion Cross. They have more of an upside. You know, you've got these guys chasing after this 24-7 belt. Get rid of all of them. You want to start purging the roster. Those are the guys that need to go. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't, when I look at this list, I can't figure out, like, did this someone go, hmm, Frankie Monet? No. But why? Is it money? Is it strictly a money thing? Then I get it. But if it's not, I can't follow it. Certain people on this list, Scarlet, B-Fab, I don't know who... Jessica Jesse Kamea is. I don't know who she, Trey Baxter is. Jesse Kamea was with Frankie Monet and Robert Stone on NXT. She was no, well, but I maybe mean, the point is they they could lose them no problem. And you know if if I'm not sure who they are, in my opinion, they can go. Um, I'm not sad to see Naya go. <laughs> I'm not sad to see Naya go. I think she's dangerous. I'm just curious to see where. She fits into the wrestling landscape now because she's strictly like a WWE creation, in my opinion. And I don't see her fitting in anywhere else. Um, it may be Japan. Just cause no, she's Japan big. doesn't like big women. They don't like big wrestlers. That's very hurtful. Well, complain to, to that continent over there. It's not my fault. <laughs> um, yeah. Mia Yim, I can, like if, for AEW, I can see, like Anthony said, Mia Yim, Keith Lee. Um, carrying cross and maybe Frankie Monet, but I wouldn't, if I was them, I wouldn't have interested in any interest in anybody else. I think the list drops off after that, that row, in my opinion, you know, do you think anybody gets signed back? No, not immediately. After, no. after say a year or so. Well, I mean, anything can happen in a year, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe Keith Lee comes back in the Royal Rumble. Three months, two months from now. But I mean, I look at someone like Omos, who who can't wrestle a damn, and Keith Lee could run rings around him. I mean, who's honestly with the roster they have now? Who's gonna Who's gonna be able to beat him? Because there's nobody even close to his size. So like, I I don't like the moves just don't make sense in a lot of in a lot of places for me. It's just a lot of stuff. I just don't see how it all fits in. But you know, I don't I don't have the. The, the books in front of me so maybe it is just a money thing or maybe you know they're just looking around and they're like you know i don't know i don't know i i honestly i don't know how they're doing business these days it just doesn't make any sense to me i think it also could be the low house attendance that they've been getting since things have started opening up again i mean AEW in some markets is selling tickets better than WWE. And yeah, there's a price difference there. So that could be a contributing factor. Um, it could be the comfort level. A lot, prime example. Uh, 
people wanting to go out to movies, you see that the older population is not embracing doing that again. So movies are not making the money that were would have been expected before this pandemic started. Um, let me ask you guys a question about, and this goes into Carrying Cross. Does AEW really have a like a couple that come out there uh, united? Uh, that could really uh, get the crowd going, like uh, Carrying Cross and Scarlet. Um, I I remember there was Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian for a while, but I feel they're the only ones that I could think of. Cody and Brandy. I was going to say in a good way or a bad way. Yeah, I was going to say because you're talking about hate. They hate him now. No, I wasn't talking hate. No, I don't. I don't think Cody and Brandy. I I don't think Brandy gets much of a reaction more than X Pac heat personally. I I meant was well, she yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, the way wrestling is set up now, there really is no use for managers, valets. They don't they don't really fit in too well anymore. If you notice now, like people at ringside, it's like Matt Hardy's at ringside. They don't have like a manager like they don't have like someone who's just designated as a manager or just a valet in most cases. And WWE seems to have no use for it. So someone like BFAB who what got in the ring once and all she did is talk smack is gone, right? And I don't have a problem twice. I don't have a problem with that because she, to me, she didn't bring anything to the table. Um, I don't know. And like we spoke earlier, I think the the only person from that hit row group is Top Dollar. I think if they could release the other two, they probably would. But uh, Top Dollar is going to be the star of that group, and he's he's a big guy. He's the only guy that I would say. Okay, you need a challenger for almost who can kind of stand up with him. That would be the only guy I would say he's what all of six six eleven, maybe six ten. They're on different shows though, so that's not yeah. even a, a yeah. That's a point. not even a possibility at this point. Yeah. Well, AEW does have a share of managers though. They're not all ex wrestlers. There's a few here and there. Like, a few here and there. I mean, like Andrade has one is like an interpreter, and like the Lucha, Lucha Brothers, they needed an interpreter. You know what I mean? Like that—that's a necessity. They can't speak English well enough. Well, Nyla ja- or Nyla Rose, she's got Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's exceptions. I mean, but it's, for the most part, though, it's not like it used to be. I mean, when WWE used to come in, you either had Captain Lou, Fred Blassie, or the Grand Wizard. Every bad guy had a manager. Yeah. So it's not. It, as prevalent as it used to be so you, you you gotta you know i think you almost have to do like a you have to be like a dual threat you have to be able to talk you know manage and wrestle right you know and it seems like wwe has no use for any of that i mean even robert stone they've been putting him in the ring so i don't know i i was just um i, I don't know what the plan is and and no one seems to want to come on and explain it. Yeah, it's just kind of, it happens and that's it. You know, Tony Khan is like completely transparent. And Vince McMahon is totally not transparent. You know, they don't, they don't have to explain anything to anybody, which they don't, it's true, they don't have to. It's just, it leaves, it leaves you open to a lot of speculation. Which makes our job a lot easier. <laughs> it gives us something to talk about every week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have we beaten that topic to death? 
Anybody else have anything they want to say? Not really, but I think we could go from one person that a bunch of people that we could say in our opinions escaped WWE probably for the better to another person who escaped WWE for the better up until well even even still it's still for the better, but uh John Moxley. I thought you were gonna ask if Scarlett was available for private bookings. <laughs> I got a long list of people that I'd want for private bookings, but anyway. <laughs> Me, Yim. I'm ready when you are. Okay. <laughs> that's all you, buddy. And you'd have to answer to Keith right. Lee for that one. Yeah, that's all right. I'm not afraid of Bearcat. I, gu- I guess that's the question. Keith Lee I'm afraid of, not Bearcat. I guess that's the question. Would you want to mess with Ka- deal with Karrion Cross uh, in exchange for Scarlett, or would you want to mess with Keith Lee in exchange for some time with Mia Yim? I would take Mia Yim. I like the little more exotic. I was talking about getting an ass kicking. <laughs> Well, either way, which ass kicking would be more worth it? <laughs> well, I, I think the, the ass kicking from from Kieran Cross. Exactly, the ass kicking my. I think my, the ass kicking my wife would give me would be worse. So let's move on right. to John yeah. Moxley. True sure. True <laughs> So this week, um, Tony Khan announced that John Moxley has gone into rehab for alcohol. Um, and you know it's funny. Um. Now that I look back, now that there's been an acknowledgement that there's an issue, I have noticed, and I think I've said to myself once a couple weeks ago that I thought he did not look in like he was in good shape, like he had lost some of his, like, remember when he got hurt, he came back and he was kind of in really, he was kind of jacked for him, and when he first came to AEW, he looked pretty jacked, and as time has gone on, he's looked less, like a little maybe bloated, and I never put anything, yeah, I never put anything to that. Um, and I'm not saying like I predicted it. I'm just saying that I remember a few weeks ago, I think I said that and his appearances in the ring were less and less and he really wasn't on the mic that much. And I thought it was odd. I didn't know really where we're going with that. I figured a heel turn was coming because I thought his match with Orange Cassidy, he was going to, you know, heal out on him. And that was going to be, uh, where we were going. I never really thought it was that he had a problem, but you know, good for him. Good for him to acknowledge it and and to get the help and and good for Tony Khan to to stand behind him and you know give him all the help that he needs and all the wrestlers. I mean, Punk came out and and said something the other night and you know and said you know, we're all behind you and it, I think that's great. I think I don't think it needs to be so secretive. You have a problem, it's all right. Put it out there. You don't. I don't think you realize how much support you have until you actually put it out there. When you keep it a secret, no one can really help you. So I give him a yeah. lot of credit, and you know I'm hoping for the best. Uh, you you mentioned that kind of old school way. Do you think that's because of the era when it was happening with the older guys? They kind of kept it quiet. They kind of kept well, yeah. that uh, that cake yeah. type of deal. Like, yeah, and it, it's good to see him getting the help, especially now that he has a a child with Renee. You know that's probably a big part of it as well trying to get your shit together for your kid like i i can see that so it, it's definitely good to see him getting the help them acknowledging it then you know kind of making it public kind of putting the shit out there a little bit it, especially in this age of social media and everything kind of being transparent so it, it's good to see that that aspect to it yeah i mean i think it's smart to get out ahead of it it's better that he comes out and admits it and we, we get to say, you know, we're happy we're happy you're getting help and all that rather than speculation. 
So I give him credit for that, you know, and, and I, I think uh, they're handling it in the right way. I think he's going to come back better than before. Psychopedia, what do you think? I really don't have any more to add to it. I, I agree with all of you, uh, both of you, what you were saying. But he's got a family now. Uh, he recognized there was a problem before it got out of hand, uh, as far as we know. So thankfully, he's getting the help he needs, and hopefully he'll overcome this and be able to move on and do what he needs. What he feels is best for himself and his family. So uh, to the to John Moxley and uh, Renee Paquette and their daughter, the, good luck to all of you, and hope you all get through this unscathed. So do you think that changes the, the plans? Do you think Miro moves forward as the next you think he becomes the content the, the contender? I don't think so. Well, because it's him and Danielson, right? That's the next well, match. You picked you predicted Danielson. Right, but I predicted Danielson when I thought it was gonna be Orange Cassidy or Moxley, but I can see them now pivoting and going away from that because if Hangman is truly gonna win his first challenger, Miro, would be a, a good challenger to, to, you know, that'd be a good match. That's a matchup we haven't seen. Right. Um, it would also could be a good way of Danielson working himself back into the to the title picture. Where, you know, he loses to Miro and, you know, he has to go back and reevaluate and maybe try to get that fire back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it opens the door to other possibilities. And I think Miro is really um, interesting. I think he's an interesting challenger I, I would i think i'd rather see that almost i think i might want to hold danielson off for a little while i think this plays into the danielson wanting to put guys over in AEW. from what they were saying i think it it plays right into that um that wheelhouse for him to be the number one contender and put hangman over to then send him up to omega so you think hang he, danielson's going to beat miro yeah. Okay. I was about to say, who is who is Brian Danielson put over? Undefeated right now. Uh, well, you know, well, no, I would Dan- I would argue he gave Eddie Kingston a pretty good rub. But did Eddie Kingston need that? That rub? was a great match. Did he need that rub? Hmm? Did he need that rub? At least Punk is facing people that really need the rub. Eddie Kingston's already getting a reaction from AEW fans that he didn't know him. He doesn't need the rub. I don't know. Oh, I thought Punk. I thought it was a good match. Punk's I going into a program with Kingston now, isn't he? Yeah, I believe that's the next yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah, but Punk faced guys like Garcia and Bobby Fish and a few others that weren't necessarily big names in the AEW realm. That's all I was trying to get at. Hmm. Okay. So, so are we ready to do the watch along? Before we get to the watch along, I yeah. know Tony, Tony Khan last week was very braggadocious about the numbers and the viewership. And this week it's been very quiet. The viewership dropped by 400,000. If I'm not mistaken, it went from 800,000 to 450. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, Rampage or Dynamite? I don't know which one it mentioned in that article. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't think it went down that far, did it? Yeah, I think you're getting your numbers mixed up. Both shows did go down quite a bit, but not 400,000. 
I was going to say, that's a, I'd be panicked. To I, I, think you're think, I think you're thinking of the demo. The demo did go down to like 456,000, but I think viewer-wise, they were still at 800,000 plus or something. But it still is down. They said I think it was the lowest amount of viewers and the lowest in the demo since July 7th. Right, that's what it was. It was 870 in the viewers on average, and then it was 424 uh, in the demo. I just read a message here that uh, the releases were due to budget cuts. Like Bray Wyatt was. There's been a lot of stories about that. I wonder, I, I think some of these were budget cuts. I think some of them were they opened their mouths too much, which I don't disagree with them because, honestly, WWE Creative has been kind of shit. But. Bray Wyatt? Is that someone new that we haven't seen before? Huh? <laughs> You said Brea Wyatt. That's Bray's sister. That's Bray's sister Abigail? <laughs> no, Brea Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it. We got to watch right. along tonight for you guys. Maybe we'll do one or two matches on this card. One. One. <laughs> one. <laughs> We, we spent a lot of time already. I'm sick of you guys. No, we, we, we did. We did. Uh, we gave a very thorough analysis of our thoughts on everything. I don't think we need to go through two matches. I mean, if you guys want to, we could, but it's up to you. One sounds good. Let's One do. is okay. fine. All right. I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> I was sick of you before I even dialed in. You know. <laughs> I was sick of you last week, and you weren't even on. <laughs> And yet, the other day, am I going to see you soon? You coming over, buddy? <laughs> well, that's your wife, dude. I don't want to see you. I'll send her solo. <laughs> Laura, you're going to Rob's by yourself. Rob doesn't need to see me. Okay. okay I hate no you, too. <laughs> Oh god, he froze in the middle of the laugh. I don't know. Maybe oh. 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 myself. <laughs> All right. So what are we so watching there, boys? Yeah, do you want to give us a little uh, background on this one, Encyclopedia? I'm trying to find that background. <laughs> oh. That's right. We do no prep for this show. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. All right. So here. I'm reading this off Wikipedia because I'm not going to say I remember all of this. So we're going back to October 2006. It was Monday Night Raw and DX cost Edge a shot at John Cena's WWE Championship in a steel cage match. This led to Edge basically approaching Randy Orton with the goal to get rid of DX. So Edge explained to Orton... He should join him as a tag team partner, citing Orton's lack of success out of being kicked out of Evolution, as well as the antics of DX taking up television time that he felt should rightfully go to the Younger Stars. Uh, wow. <laughs> younger Stars is actually asking for a push. Is that a thing? Sure. Yeah. F- 15 years later, we later we still got Edge and Orton. Um, anyway. Yeah, those young kids. <laughs> that rookie Orton. <laughs> <laughs> and that newbie Edge. <laughs> So Edge and Orton dubbed themselves rated RKO and immediately became outspoken against DX, 
mocking them at every opportunity, including a sketch reminiscent of the ones DX used to do about their opponents on a usual basis. So Edge and Orton mocking DX. This led to a tag match at the November 5th Cyber Sunday pay-per-view with the fans choosing the special guest referee and RKO defeated DX, uh, handing the team their first loss. uh, And apparently Eric Bischoff was the referee that allowed the use of a steel chair without calling for the disqualification that gave RKO the win. This all led up to... We'll say Survivor Series at that point. Um, the, the RKO did win the tag belts from Flair and Piper. So they also had the tag belts going into this. Those young whippersnappers. Mm. Piper and Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Piper and Flair being tag Jesus. Which I'm sure was probably so. con- very confusing for the casual WWE fans who were probably like, wait, Piper and Flair always hated each other, not realizing the history there. Prior, they're like, "Who's that when, blonde woman and the fat guy?" Oh wait, that's why Flair and Piper. Great. What year is this? Did I wake up in 1985? What the hell? Yeah, this is the era. Every time Piper rustled and took his shirt off, everyone was like, "Oh my god, put your shirt back on! You have no business taking your shirt off anymore." So anyway, so so we have so here in the match we have. We have the team DX, which consisted of, and this is why we're only doing one match because I'm spending five minutes giving you guys all this wonderful background. <laughs> DX consisted of obviously Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Uh, it also consisted of Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, and CM Punk, a very young into his WWE tenure. CM Punk and they faced Rated RKO, which consisted of Edge, Randy Orton, uh, Johnny Nitro, aka John Morrison. Gregory Helms, the Hurricane, but he was Gregory Helms here, and then a man by the name of Mike Knox, and that's all we're going to give you on Mike Knox because that will also spoil yeah, some of what happens in the match. <laughs> so we're on the. Hey, I got Go ahead. Before we start, I got a question. We all know how this ends, right? I mean, spoiler alert, right? 20, 15 years later, was there ever a, another clean sweep? I can't think of one. There's been plenty have there yeah the first one was at the 1990 survivor series when the visionaries defeated uh the vipers okay so that was the first one and this my friends is why we call them the encyclopedia because i exactly. had no idea what the i was just was. gonna say the same thing i'm like uh <laughs> so, no, there's been, so there was there's all been right. a few there's been a few uh here and there um I'm okay. not going to go listing them all out because it's going to take me another five no. minutes. And <laughs> nobody wants exactly. to hear it. It's cool. <laughs> I'm, oh, the answer is yes. There have been actually. I I can say that according to an article on the Sportster, which was published a day ago, it's happened nine times. There you go. And you people go out there and find it if you want to know. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I could go through the list quickly. It's the Visionaries in '90 against the Vipers. Uh, the Four Doinks. Oh God. That's why we forgot that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. They didn't win anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Dark Side, uh, the 1995 Survivor Series. So that was Undertaker's team against King Mabel. Uh, apparently, Team Natalia in 2014. There was a women's Survivor Series match <laughs> in 2014. Freddie just threw yeah. up. <laughs> team Natalia. Uh, Turner boobs. That's, that's what I call Team Natalia. Right. Uh, the, ro- <laughs> the Royal Family in 94. 
Uh, Team Raw just last year. So very short-term memory, guys. Yeah, well, that's how memorable these these pay-per-views have been. Oh, I remember this one. 1991, Sergeant Slaughter, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Texas Tornado, and El Matador, Tito Santana. Uh, In 1999, this was listed as a clean sweep because it was one against four because he took out his teammates beforehand, which I believe were Kai and Ty, the big show, all by himself. And then Team DX. Oh, shit. Damn it. There's a spoiler alert. Fuck. Well, I kind of gave it away that it was a clean I know, sweep. I so, uh, I'm, All right. Are we I'm ready? Okay. So we're going to the 58-minute mark on Peacock. And you guys ready to go? Whenever you're ready. So I'll count down uh, from three and then say play. When I say play, hit play. Okay? Are we clear this time? Because you guys always ask me, when do I hit play? Um, never mind. Okay. <laughs> what was that? So, three, two, one, play, then yes. go? Or three, two, one, go, play, go? <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's go. <laughs> I got two words for you, pal. Uh, Which I, I had played. Press now. play. <laughs> go. All right. Three, two, one, play. The Tiger. Right, so the classic city of Philadelphia. Oh no, this was when they had already moved the uh, the Rocky statue down to the bottom of the, the steps. Yes, now be honest, am I the only one on the show that did the run up the steps when the Rocky statue was actually at the top? And did the Rocky jumping up and down thing? Yes. No, I did it okay. then too. No. I, I did it when I, I, I have some semblance of uh, shame. So. I didn't, I didn't realize how steep those steps were. Yeah, that's true. So you're at the bottom, you're like, oh, shit. I got to run up these bad boys. So here we have Team Extreme. I wonder why they were being rebranded instead of just, oh, because Jeff was Intercontinental Champion. Okay. No, who would have thought that Matt Hardy would be getting more airtime in AEW than Jeff Hardy would be getting in WWE? Who saw that coming? Just as a note, Anthony and I were at this show, and where we're sitting is, if you look at the ring straight on like they're showing right now, we were just out of camera range when they closed up on 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 the ring. We had really, really good seats for this show. I don't know if you look closely enough, you might see Stevie G behind the announcers at some point. This is when Punk was still in ECW. Front Punk didn't have as many tattoos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Do you guys still remember when the when the Hardys did uh, X Factor? With Joe Rogan. What about it? Do you, do you guys remember that? I don't. I, I was not. just. I was thinking about when uh, Matt Hardy kind of had to explain that he was bow-legged, trying to stand up on one of those giant pillars. Mm. It was a random fact. Yeah, very random. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Anytime. Please go. I'm please go in a timeout. <laughs> yeah, I'm here all night, guys. Got any other random facts you want to throw out there? Hey, the human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> Give it time. I'll, hey, you know, fun. Jeff Hardy's mother's brother's girlfriend is a... She walks my dog <laughs> on the weekends. 
best part is the enemy's just sitting there like, I don't know what you guys are doing right like, now. Uh, whatever. Hey, look, these it, re intros longer than the match, so we're looking for some wrestling. <laughs> Triple H never does... Uh, I wonder if, like, if, if Triple H and Stephanie are going to have sex, does he make her wait, like, 20 minutes? Because he has to do an entrance. <laughs> and then he spits water in the I'm air. I was going to say, I don't remember her entrances being that short, either. No, talk about I... him. Forget it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I mean, like, every entrance he's ever done has to take, like, 20 minutes. I wonder if he has, like, a board meeting. Does he have to, like, does he have to play entrance music and walk in? Right. How funny would that be? He walks in and he spits air and he's like, uh, dude, I'm wearing a suit here. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, my guy, this, I just had this dry clean. Dude, come on. Uh -huh. I know where your mouth's been. Dude. Right. <laughs> right. This is also, wasn't this the era that Michaels at this point was already born again Christian, so if they did anything dirty, he would actually step off screen? Yes. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that in this, uh... In yeah, with Kelly. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we're now what? How many minutes in, and we haven't? We don't even have their opponents in the ring yet. Right. It's been <laughs> three, four. Yeah. It's coming up. It'll be about six minutes, seven minutes I, before we get the the order. I don't think Rated RKO came out to individual entrances, though. If I remember correctly, I think they all came out together. Um, I think just RK RKO and uh, and Edge came out together. I think the other guys came out separately. Well, I guess we'll find out in a few seconds. Or a few minutes, whenever this is done. Yeah, whenever they decide to. Oh, here we go. Every time they show the crowd now, I'm like, oh, maybe I, maybe Rob and I got on the screenshot and didn't realize it. It's not. No, we're just a little bit above where that shot is. Shawn Michaels got super lame once he came back. In my opinion. Like the whole, oh, I can't do stuff. I gotta... I, I, no, I don't understand. Explain, sir. Like, it was just from what he was. Well, dude, he was a complete asshole. <laughs> So I mean, when you go the other direction, you're you're not. They're probably happy he wasn't an asshole. Like I said, I thought he had some pretty good stories. I mean, like, not not so much. Like, I thought it was kind of funny that they incorporated his like when every time Triple H started do something, Sean would get like all embarrassed. So I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. Right. Yeah, let's. I don't know. Maybe I missed the the old HBK, the asshole HBK. Well, uh, oh, actually, Rob, I think I just saw us. Boy, I was a fat ass back then. Okay. You, you next to the kid with the Brian uh, Dawkins? No, 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 no. I think we were way up. No, he was the one eating all the hot dogs. Joey <laughs> <You were> Chestnut. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, nobody cares where we were sitting. <laughs> I do. Of course buddy. you I do. do. You were sitting there next to me. That's right. 
And I probably drove us, so you were more happy. It would be great, he goes. Why do you take so long to get to the ring? <laughs> now you know why I said only one match, because this, this intro is going to take ten minutes. It's taken, what, 45 minutes so far? 45 minutes. Well, we're at 105, and we started at 58, so we're at 7 minutes, and we still have no opponents. Oh, you're at 105? Yeah, I had some skipping issues, so I'm a little bit behind you, but that's okay. Because now he's going to reintroduce everybody. The future VCW. <laughs> that didn't last very long. Well, this is a week before that December to December pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm definitely way behind of you because I just heard the future of ECW line. Well. You know, no one ever, ever pointed out how gay that actually is. Let's get ready to suck it. Suck it right. Really? <laughs> Meanwhile. Okay, now maybe we'll get some opponents. Yeah, here we, here we go. I should probably skip ahead 10 seconds to catch up. Got Morrison and Molina coming out now. Nitro. Well, Johnny man. Nitro. While they were still together before uh, Batista made his way in there. Whoa, there you go. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Behind. I know. <laughs> we know I'm trying to catch up. You know the interesting thing about Melina is supposedly... Backstage, she actually was a nice, sweet person, or at least that's the way she tries to play herself off to be in shoot interviews all the time. That she was misunderstood and all this other crap. Oh, they really did bring them all out. One by one. Fuck. So, here's a question. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even there. <laughs> what was your point about Melina? No, it was when she bent over and you saw the... The mountains. I, I was actually, what I was going to say is... <laughs> and? <laughs> That's right up there with my Matt Hardy factor. <laughs> You're on timeout, too. <laughs> I'm going to only one speaking for the next ten minutes. <laughs> now, if you were John Morrison, would you have settled for Molina, or would you have gone with Taya Valkyrie? Frankie Molina. Oh, I don't think Frankie Monet is attractive at all. Yeah, I would have gone with Wow, Kelly Kelly looks... I mean, it's so different. Now Now you see her on Instagram and social media, and you're like, holy crap. Well, dude, this is 15 years ago. Thanks for ago. that up. I mean, come on, we all look a little different. You just called yourself a fat fuck two minutes ago. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Here we go. Finally, all the competitors are in the ring. Oh my god, it only took how long? We're at 108. 
10 minutes. So I guess this... How bad was that that Mike Mike Knox storyline? His whole character persona. He had a character. So he got overshadowed by his by his girl. So he was just reliving the real life Chris Candido, Sonny, and Sable, Mark Merrow. Vince, Vince saw Kelly Kelly and was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna match him up with this guy, and she's gonna get over, and then I can fire him." Is he married at this point? Oh, jeez. And Sean's like, um, my Christian upbringing will not allow this to happen. Yeah, oh. right? Like, who's, who's dumb enough to fall for this one? Rob's favorite wrestling moment of all time. One of them. No, this is my favorite part. He goes, he goes, was that guy in the, like, was that guy in the match? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> wow, Rob, you remember this word for word. That's impressive. I've watched this match like a hundred times. <laughs> he doesn't watch the it. classics. He watches this shit. <laughs> Dude, this was a classic. Uh-huh. When I think greatest Survivor Series you know matches of all time. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Early 1990s WWF fan. I liked all that stuff. Okay. Now he's going to slide through the ropes and hug Melina. I guess that wasn't Christian upbringing, sexual harassment right there. <laughs> wasn't that bad compared to. Some of the other stuff. Come on, guys, get it together. Yeah, trying to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> You're supposed to be Team Extreme. That doesn't look very extreme. Right. We could blame them for the Young Bucks not selling, right? But I'm. Fun fact Hurricane Helms and the Hardys, close personal friends. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Live together, train together. Omega Wrestling. Hey, Rob, uh, go enjoy that timeout that you're getting. Uh, that was actually relevant <laughs> to what we're watching there, Mr. My Head Weight, our human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> Ready? Right the Hardy, the Hardy's, uh, Hardy's the <laughs> wonder how awkward it must have been for them to fight on television. Even though with all their backstage shit with Lita. And not want to beat the shit out of each other. Well, I think they did, didn't they? Uh, 
And some of their matches like, were kind. Some of their matches were kind of snug, don't you think? But I think Edge has said, you know, I realized it was coming. I think Edge's and Lita both acknowledged that they didn't really go about it the right way. Oh, and look, you're supposed to be a professional. I mean, it, you're supposed to know under under no circumstances are you supposed to shoot on your opponent. So as bad as you might want to, you you can't. I mean, you're and, gonna lose your job. You know what? You know. I'm going to start the rumor now. The reason why Nia Jax got fired was because she got messy in a match with Charlotte. Because we all remember that one. I think there's more than that. I think that was just maybe the final straw. I was giving you my best straw. Meltzer, okay? Future of ECW. We, we, we should have taken a shot every time we hear Future of ECW. Well, and Heyman wanted him to go over at December dis- to dismember a week later. And Vince was like, no, we're going to go with the big show. Do you remember right. that show we went to? The ECW show? With the mm-hmm. Batista big show main that event? before this. And how we... We booed every wrestler that was Punk's in the first building. night. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we should watch that one back. Uh, we could tell you what the crowd was chanting as they lowered the crowd mics. Change yeah, the channel. Great. Same old shit. This match sucks. Same old I, shit. I think Same by the time we hit change the channel, that's when they really started freaking out. <laughs> Can you imagine you're producing a TV show and your fans in the arena are chanting change the channel? Maybe they should do that now so instead of this is awesome. No, don't even get me started on this is, all, this is awesome chant. WWE will just pipe in this is awesome. I'm sorry, people. Not every match is awesome. Some are just good. And the amount of times we've heard that in the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. Try- well, they're desperate for entertainment over there. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it probably was. They were probably chanting, you know, we're happy we're out. But that got changed to, you know, <laughs> this is awesome. We just lost the Saudi audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so worried. <laughs> Watch. We're going to find out that you, the three of us are like celebrities in the Saudi Arabia and didn't yeah. know it. <laughs> I really love the encyclopedia. He is he is so funny. That's not even a sound. <laughs> he sounded Indian. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <That's> Indian. <laughs> All right, I'm in. I'm in timeout. Ron's going to take a seat on this. Oh my god! I'll, I'll put myself in timeout. He really was the devil's advocate on that one. <laughs> I can't believe there's not been an elimination yet, and this match we know doesn't go very long. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Cox was eliminated. Oh, who? Oh, who? sorry, I'm in timeout. Sorry. He, he was in the match? The guy that walked Kelly Kelly down. So that was a good thing. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was a security guy. It's too, it's too bad she didn't stay ringside after he left. Well, we lost the women. In, uh, we've already lost two women. The two women we had are gone. Nitro's out, too. Mm. I wonder if at this point Punk was fucking Kelly Kelly because we know that happened at some point. 
He hits her with the Anaconda Vice. Is Mike Kyoto still rapping in AEW? Uh, I don't know. It's like Earl Hebner. They announce him and then they never use him. No, no, no. AEW, their biggest match has to go to Aubrey Edwards. Although at least now she's not so much the center of attention in the matches. Finally learned. She's got her own action figure. I saw that. Actually, when that AEW game comes out, a big chunk of the credit could go to her because she's into video, she's a video game developer. That's what she was doing before they signed her. So I think she's been pretty involved in it. And Kenny Omega will be the official tester. Triple H almost bust his quad there again. No, that was a month later. Seriously, that was a month later. Yeah, I'm not on steroids. I just get hurt all the time. I gotta be honest, he doesn't look like he's that roided up there. He's got a gut. Yeah, but I mean, just just because he might not be at that time, it, it weakens your bones and your, all that stuff. So, I mean, the fact that he's always getting hurt, like, I think it's funny that he's still wrestling now, and every time he's wrestled, he gets hurt. That should tell you something right there. He should walk away. I don't recall seeing him in a couple of years. Well, Saudi match was his last one, wasn't it? That was a couple of years ago. I know it feels... It looks like he was off his cycle here. I know the I know the pandemic has made it feel like it, you know life is kind of stood still at some point, but and say goodnight, Hurricane Helms. Yeah, good Britons. Probably cruiserweight champion. <laughs> I remember they put him over Jerry Lawler at the New Year's Revolution pay per view, and I was like, really? Might have been earlier this year, actually. <laughs> Do they walk out? Hello? What? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think Who? they walk out. Do they walk out? Yeah. And then uh, the Hardys go get him. Of course, Matt goes for Edge. For Edge, yeah. I didn't forget. Hey, wouldn't you? The scar will be a symbol. Wasn't that like... That was like his punchline that he was going to come back to, and instead it was, yeah, I have a scar, right? Emotional. Lita doesn't love me. And say goodnight, Edge. Uh-oh. Canadian pinata. Jim Ross. Not a gem there, Jim. Speaking of riding up. Yeah, no stuff at his faces. Yeah. A rattlesnake retaining water. Rattlesnake? This ain't Stone Cold. Viper. Viper. Or the, the Viper. Sorry. The Viper. Getting forgetful on his old age again. <laughs> How many super kicks did he deliver? No wonder there are 100 super kicks in matches these days. 
Michael set the trend in this match alone. <laughs> Who booked this? I love that sign. Oh my god, it was a shutout. It's a clean sheet. Clean sweep. See, Jerry Lawler didn't know either. He said this is probably the first time there was a shutout. And Anthony said there were eight other ones. Yeah, but at this point... Well, at this point, it's still... Actually, it probably happened more before this match than after. I was going to say, I thought there was at least three or four you mentioned beforehand. Actually, yeah, let's see. Before this, the one, two. I think it was, I think it was seven. Three. Four. Five. Six. Okay, I was close. And you know what? Next year, we're going to... Be like, has there ever been a clean sweep? We won't remember next year either. I won't remember tomorrow. Never mind next year. <laughs> In our group chat, how many, how many clean sweeps? All right. Speaking of clean sweep, w- let's sweep this one under the rug. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com. <laughs> on Twitter, thesportsfrenzypodcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Did we really go 120? Jesus. Well, we also, it took us about 20 minutes to